So if you could be here around nine, that would be great. Okay. Well, listen here. Hello, and welcome to Love After Lockup. Ha ha, okay. I'm Miss H, and today Mr. O and I will be talking about Season 4, Episode 3 of Love After Lockup. This week, Deontay creeps out Nicole with talks about sex. Stan tells his friends about how Lisa's possibly married twice. Brittany meets Ray's family. Rachel picks up Doug, and she's wearing underwear. And Courtney and Josh cook a steak dinner. If you like what you hear, please support us and give us a rating or send us constructive feedback. If you watch 90 Day Fiancé, check out our other podcast channel, 90 Day MK, Teachable Moments with Miss H and Mr. O. Thanks and enjoy. Hello, Miss H. Hello, Mr. O. How are things going with you? Good. We had a good 4th of July and uh, yeah, we had an interesting set of crew people here, cast members getting out of prison. Good yeah, times. Celebrating good times. freedom all around. <laughs> yeah, that's all kinds of freedom. Different types of freedom. Yeah, I had a good fourth too. And yeah, I'm glad, glad the show is starting to pick up. Yes. Starting to meet more couples. Right. Um, so like actually before we jump into the couples this time, we should talk about like, I don't know, the elephant in the room, the big news from the show this week, you know, sad yeah. news was that um, Tracy died. Yeah, so Tracy of Clinton Tracy, uh, yeah. they have thus been divorced or at least separated for a while now. Right, right. And it ends up that she just had a baby girl, it ends up, a couple mm-hmm. weeks ago. And uh, she put the baby up for adoption. And yeah, then we got news that she passed away. But that's about as much news as anyone has right now. Yeah, everything else is just speculation. But I mean, it, it it's really sad. It's definitely somebody, I feel like, you know, at least the way the show framed it, people were really pulling for her. Yeah, no, absolutely. And she was very likable. She was funny. Mm-hmm. And yeah, she'll be missed. Yep. All right. Well, now we start on a sad note. Let's jump into <laughs> yeah. our couples. Um, let's. I'm going to start with uh, Brittany and Ray. Okay. So Brittany is getting back to her you know, going back to pack pack for Ray's release. The main thing she needs to bring is a cell phone. And, you know, she already has it activated for him because I guess he's he is going to a halfway house first. And, you know, she thought it would be cute to set his password to be the same thing as hers. God. And she also says it's not the first time she's checked up in his phone um, before and that she's gotten in trouble for it before because she's just, you know, a little jealous. But anyway, her plan is for her to meet with Ray's parents and then they're going to go all together to pick him up. She's nervous because Ray said, you know, he grew up in the hood and she doesn't is kind of scared about going to his neighborhood. But she pulls up to the house and it's like Will Smith at the opening credits of Fresh Prince. Yeah. It's like a big McMansion and she doesn't and now she has no idea what to expect. So anyway, Demetria, Ray's stepmother, opens the door and is very welcoming. Brittany had brought them all custom welcome ho Ray shirts for her to wear. And they just, you know, and they everybody leaves to put them on. And then you know, Ray's grandma just kind of wanders in and says hi and what's up. So when it's time to go, Ray's dad just announces that he's going to drive the rental car and they go on their way. On the way, she talks a little bit more with grandma who is really suspicious that Brittany couldn't find somebody outside of prison. <laughs> like, what's wrong with you, lady, that you're coming after my prison grandchild? This seems weird. Anyway, the drop-off is going to be happening at some gas station. You know, they always – sometimes they do that neutral third site and they're all sitting around waiting impatiently. Um, things get weird then, and the van pulls up with Ray in it, 
Um, then he kind of gets out, walks somewhere to do something. And I mean, I'm not even clear what he was doing, but then he doesn't stay very long and he just gets back in the van and they drive away. And that's the last we see. Yeah. All right. So I'm put you on the spot on it. Prediction time. What do you, what do you think that was all about? Okay. So he had to ignore Brittany or I don't know if he had to, but he did. And so Brittany was all kind of butthurt about that because he basically yes. walked past her and like didn't acknowledge anyone in his family, not just no, her. Didn't, didn't even turn his head to him. Yeah. Just, yeah. just walked straight. Yeah. It looked like he was holding paperwork. Like he had an envelope mm-hmm. um, and it looked kind of thick and he also, I think, was carrying a set of keys. So my detective work is maybe there was something that was not signed off on back at the prison. So he uh-huh. has to go back, figure out the paperwork, and then, you know, he can be released. So Yeah, it was it was definitely weird the way he didn't even – he didn't say, oh, hey, like one minute, I'm done at this paperwork. Like, yeah, yelled at him. Yeah. It was like, no, no, no. But, because it seems like you would – Unless they told you, you cannot talk to your family, you must do right. A, B, and then come back into the van for C, whatever it is. But it, it, it was very, very weird the way he mm-hmm. went. Because Brittany was already like, well, he better acknowledge me before he acknowledges his family, which is oh, always – gosh. It's always a weird – that's always a weird demand to me. I said she very much gives me Chevelle vibes yeah. because Chevelle expected the exact same thing when Quaylen came out, when yes. she went with – Quailandria, you know, like she thought, oh, well, he better hug me and acknowledge me before he even acknowledges his mom, which his I think is like mom. an unfair expectation. It's his mom. Yeah. yeah. Totally. I, 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 and I, you know, you know, you know, I'm not saying you want a mama's boy, but I definitely think like, oh, he gave his mom a hug before he gave me a hug is not some sort of, well, this relationship is doomed. He clearly right. doesn't care about you at all. Like, it's, it's been like, it's nine mom. months. Okay. Yes. So speaking of nine months, I am very concerned for Ray because of this whole Britney situation. She expects him to call her all the time. That's why she says she got him the phone, right? right. That is an unreal, real world expectation. The it other is. thing is, is logging into his accounts because she doesn't Ooh. trust him. Like yep. that is ridiculous because first of all, he's in prison. So he's not running around with other women. And I get that he can have conversations with other women, but I don't understand why she can't just ask him. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we, we, I feel like I say this all the time, but it's like once you're to the point where you feel like – um. Well, you feel like you have to go into their phone to look at stuff and not talk to them about it, but go into their phone without them knowing. Like that, that relationship's on life support. That's a bad relationship. It, yeah. It's, it's dying, right? And so the idea that that's what you think of as, oh, this is just healthy. This, this soothes my nerves because we've also said that before too. It doesn't. Like you're right, never going right. to be satisfied with what you find on their phone. And, yeah. Um, yeah. So I definitely feel bad for Ray because that coupled with this expectation, again, that you'll call me all the time, It's it's been a relationship for nine months. Right. Like, and they haven't actually been physically together. That is not – you are not married. Like that is not that. And even if you are married, that's not a – you know, constant healthy. communication. It's not healthy. It totally No, not. it's not healthy. To have that much anxiety and lack of trust in someone, I don't know. It just like 
just to me, from Brittany's standpoint, like how exhausting is it to be like that just in general, right? Oh, sure. So, So it's either like one of two things, like so exhausting. So one, either you need to like learn to be more trusting so you're not exhausted all the time worrying if this person is like around or two, you need to be dating someone who makes you feel comfortable and doesn't make you feel like this anxiety all the time. But either way, like you can't go through life like on pins and needles because you don't hear from your partner every day or all the time, as she's saying, or feeling like I have to constantly check up and make sure they're not talking to someone else. Yeah. Yeah. That's just Oh, yeah, that is a load on you. The mental, the amount of mental and emotional energy it takes to be that jealous is is crazy. Um, Absolutely. And then her assuming that Ray's family was like in the hood. That's ridiculous. I know. I think no, but it's funny because you say that and like the literal day this episode came out, uh, Mm -hmm. a, a teacher I used to work with posted something on Facebook that was very much like in the same vein. It was like a Mm -hmm. TikTok. Uh, It was like that. It was like the kids who say they're from the hood. And it was like a kid walking in front of a McMansion and being like, y'all don't know what my neighborhood's like. No, man, it's so rough. And then he comes in and he goes, you know, we got a little something. The person's like, a little? What what are you talking about? And that was like, because, oh, man, that is a very common theme I see among my students is talking about like they come from the hood. And I'm like, you are not in the hood. Like even close, you have a three-car garage. Right. I think it's house. for You're street cred, hood. right? Right. Totally. It's just yeah. – and, and this is a little bit like too. Nobody wants to be – nobody ever wants to acknowledge that like they grew up with an easy life and they they had it really easy. Sure. And people do not want to admit that. And especially, well, especially if they're in these kinds of situations, right? They want to blame it on something else. Yeah, something yeah. had to happen. This is this is the way. This is the only way. This is the only place I could have ended up. And it's like, is it? It's not because you didn't grow up in the. So I do think that she didn't assume he was in the hood. I think he really sold himself as, oh man, where I grew up, it was rough. Like things things were tough, and this is this is how you had to make it. This is why I'm in prison. So I kind of see it as, you know, she seems to be stalking a social media anyway. Like, these are just assumptions she made based on, like, what he's put out there. So I don't know that he said these things to her specifically. But Mm -hmm. I think these are just things she's kind of gleaned from, you know, once again, him trying to show street cred. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure his social media is just as – I mean, it's just as – um, you know, manicured and self-selected as anybody else is. It's sure. just instead of uh, you know, a lot of people want to make themselves look richer on social media. He wanted to make he wanted to make give himself more street cred. Sure, yeah, yeah definitely. All right, so uh, let's move on to Nicole and Deontay. So Nicole is on her way to her mom's house with a thousand dollars cash in her bra and a bag full of gifts from Deontay, including some watches, clothes, shoes, and lingerie. He says money is no object when it comes to her, which is music to Nicole's ears. However, Nicole has concerns with the lingerie because it's pretty clear that Deontay wants to have sex immediately. And Nicole has already told him that she has anxiety from prison and just doesn't want to be touched or rushed into anything. Deontay seems to think that waiting means like a day. Nicole is changing in the car as Deontay keeps trying to creepy stare and drive. And then he also sniffs the wad of cash she asks him to hold that was in her bra. 
Oh, yeah. You got to smell the, the boob cash, of course. <laughs> yeah. Gross. Not creepy at all. Yeah. So they get to her mom's house and Nicole insists that Deontay doesn't meet her mom now because she just wants their meeting to be special. Nicole just wants to spend quality time with her mom and says she's going to stay here tonight with her mom and Deontay could just pick her up in the morning. Deontay drives away very disappointed, but he's happy he got to spend some time uh, with Nicole and knows that tomorrow will just be another day. Nicole gets settled at her mom's house and we see her texting her bae, who is not Deontay, trying to set up a time to meet with them. She tells us that she's in love with Deontay, but that doesn't mean she can't talk to other men. She has a lot of life to live. She's not married and she just wants to have fun. All right. So through this, there were both of them. There were things, right? So who do you feel worse for, Deontay or Nicole? I mean, I feel worse for Deontay. Um, Okay. I don't feel bad for Nicole at all. She is 100% playing this dude and it's Mm. 100% obvious. And it's funny that she thinks she's being slick like on the TV. Like she thinks she's talking to us and and doing things she's playing. And he seems to at least partially buy it at least – but yeah. I don't know. I feel like I see right through it. She has no intention of ever sleeping with this guy. Um, right. Yeah, I thought so too. <laughs> and it's like making up the excuses and even her in the interview saying, you know, or to him, you know, we weren't allowed to touch anyone in prison. We weren't even allowed to hug each other. You know, I have anxiety. It's kind of like, well, you seem to be okay with hugging and kissing him when you greeted him. You mm-hmm. seem to be okay with hugging your mom. But I mean, I guess that's your mom. But it's like, to say that physical touch is like all physical touch is off, I don't know. Like if she no, could have maybe I, um, sold me on the – I just need to take things slow. It's been a while. She could have probably right. sold me on that. But, but like I don't even yeah. like – yeah, I don't even want you to touch me. And then – right. and, and maybe until we see you know this text conversation with Bay, and it's like I don't think she's holding back on Bay. this Bae character touching her at all. <laughs> yeah. Right? Like that doesn't seem right. to be – that doesn't seem to be a concern right now. And it's like when are you going to come pick me up? Like – Okay. So, yeah. So, I mean, I just, I mean, I, so I know he's, I, I just, I just know he's, he's getting played. We know that's what's happening. Yes. And, but I mean, but of course that's always tempered by how bad do you feel about him? Because it's happened before. Like, yeah. How, like this, he's been, he's played the same game before. So I don't know how he isn't at least more cautious about what he's doing. Like right. how is he completely bought in? Yeah. It's like I don't feel as bad as I probably would if this were someone else because, you know, he starts off by saying, you know, money is no object. It's like you should not be saying that considering you were in this exact same situation where this other woman, Chelsea, took you Mm -hmm. for everything you had, like literally took you for everything you had and you had no money. So don't say money is no object. Obviously it is. There should be limitations to your money. You you, you say that to mean like, oh, I want to, you're my priority, but she literally hears, oh, so I can have all of your money because that's what I will do. (laughs) I will take all of your money. Right. (laughs) That sounds fantastic to me because people don't, it's one of those things that, like, I think that different people mean different things when they say it. Like, you know, money is no object. Is I'm willing to spend on quality. They, but money is always an object, right? Like, in the literal sense, it is. But I think people take, you know, when especially people they're trying to fleece, they take money as no object very literally. Yeah. Oh, 
It is no object. Okay, let's go. Yeah. Then there are limitations. I also just – Deontay is very hard for me to – you know, sympathize with when he's acting all creeper status, like, you know, talking yeah, about 100%. like them, you know, having sex and, you know, just staring at her, like leering while she's just trying to change in the car. Like, that's not meant to be sexy. It's one thing if she's doing that for you, for your benefit. It's right. not. Don't be all creepy and gross. And don't smell the money that came out of the boobs. Yes. Like, also oh. weird. <laughs> He did it so so fast, like he thought no one would, like, catch that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't even know what – it still would smell like money, though. Yeah, Like, I don't think – whatever was going on in her bra was not overpowering the smell of money because money has a very strong smell. Maybe it was the money he was, you know, trying to smell. Maybe he wanted to smell the money. It it could have been. But it's like, yeah, he just is very, oh, I got those for you, baby. And it just – he just always sounds creepy no matter, like, what he's saying. Because of the way he, like, talks without opening his mouth. Um, he d- he does he does not open his mouth when he talks, and no. so it's always like, oh baby, I want to see you in those. Uh, I want to see you in those. Those are great. Oh, I'm gonna touch you all over, and it's like, go stop. Ew, no. Gross. No. Yeah. It's like when he tries because when he tries to be sexy, she's not interested at all. Like yeah. super obviously, but even when he tries, it's like that. No, bad, 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 bad. Don't do it. Yeah, maybe that's what he needs to work on because he does have arguably things going for him where he should be able to find someone who's like a good fit, you know, Mm -hmm. maybe a good uh, equal match for him, you know, that isn't going to use him, that genuinely loves him. But I I think like as a woman, like if this were some guy that I was going on a date on, I don't know if I could get past how creepy he was like on the first date. Yes. Oh, yeah, absolutely not. Like, it's like creepy and awkward. He, he comes in way too heavy with the sex stuff yes. way too early. Like, I right? have a high sex drive. It's like, okay, which is, see ya, Which bye. is fine. People have a high sex drive. But if you're leading – Yes. Yeah. It's, if you're – this dude, if you're leading with your penis, like a lot of women are going to run the other way. <laughs> right. Because if that's what you're going off – okay, for my interpretation of that, if someone told me that on a first date – I would interpret that to mean like this guy only wants to have sex. He only wants a partner to have sex with. He wants a sex buddy, a guaranteed sex partner for life. And it's going to be all about sex. And for me, I think there's more dimensions to a relationship to just that. But if you're going to prioritize this and only talk about this, it's like, no, that's that's not what I want. I mean, it's it's twofold. I feel like if you're bringing it up. And on the first date, you're saying two Mm -hmm. things. One of them is that. And the other one is I want to have sex tonight. Yeah. Um, And both of those things are definitely going to be off-putting to a lot of women unless they're trying to get something out of you and they think they can manage that and manage to get a lot of stuff without having to put out. So like that's – Nicole's got it figured out. Right? (laughs) Yeah. Those are the kind of women you're going to draw because that does – I don't know if it it seems even as long – many times as we've seen him, I doesn't – I don't think he wants much more than that. He seems to just want a, a, a live sex doll. Like, it really does. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I can't tell. I mean, he says he loves her for her mind. At least that's what he said. But she doesn't come off as any particular way to me. She definitely gives me, like, you know, just very superficial, shallow vibes. Yes. You know, like every time she opened a gift, a baby, baby. I was like, oh my gosh, shut up. Oh my God. Yeah, oh yeah. my 
gosh, baby. I mean, it's I think like, she just wants, she just seems to, he, he wants what he wants and she wants stuff. Like, yeah. She just, yeah. Like, so, and, and that's, that's where it's at. It's just, he's not, she's going to get her stuff and he's not going to get what he wants. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So speaking of other people who are not getting what they want, let's go to Stan, our boy Stan. All right. So the day before Lisa's release, Stan is getting how, uh, getting the house ready with his friend Dash. As they're looking over the wigs, Lisa calls. She's concerned about her brother, but actually is now on board with Stan's uh, maybe he needs to think things over while he's locked up plan. So she's also concerned about um, what name she'll be using on the outside, something she hadn't thought about because, you know, she is married to two different guys right now. God. So after that phone call, Stan has to explain to Dash that, you know – she kind of married somebody and she got divorced or at least they initiated the divorce and she wasn't really sure it was finalized before she married somebody else who I guess she is also still married about. They'll just get lawyers to figure it out. <laughs> anyway, Dash asks, well, you know, what if this is all a scam and like she's actually working with one or both of these husbands to just take all his money? But Stan's not worried because, you know, she couldn't be scamming too many people. She's in jail. How is she going to do that? <laughs> So that literally – Dash literally face palms at that point when he says, how many people can she be scamming? She's in jail. So, you know, but Stan says he's confident though and, and you know, he's pretty also confident that she's marriage material. So the next morning is, according to Stan, a beautiful day to get out of prison. So he's bringing the wigs that he uh, – seatbelts into the back of the car and some makeup <laughs> so she can pretty herself up if she wants to because, you know, we keep hearing she says she looks like a boy. When he pulls up, he's surprised that the prison looks so damn cheesy and he keeps complaining about how cold it is. So being that he's an old man, I guess it's probably like, what, 65 outside? <laughs> so anyway, he keeps moving for the blood flow and then clearly having never seen this show, starts complaining about how long it's taking for her to get out. Like, what is this? It's been like 15 minutes. I can't believe this. This is ridiculous. She should have been out here. Anyway, he's still waiting for her to come out when the show ends. So, you know, you've dated a, a while. So in your dating life, what's the appropriate number of women for a man to be married to oh <laughs> god like, <laughs> this is what i don't understand like aren't you supposed to figure out if they're married first before you get the second one like i feel like don't they check on stuff like that i mean they check ah. whether or not your brother or sister why couldn't you check to see if you have got a previous do they spouse check to see their brother or sister or do they just make you sign off that you're not brother and sister i thought they did like blood stuff i did not have a blood work i oh, did not have any oh. blood work done to, to give it up for i got married interesting i'm pretty sure we had to sign off that we weren't related but i don't know if so they, they just take um, your word for it i don't know I there's a lot of liars in the it. world there was there was definitely there may, I don't know if there might have been an affidavit involved I don't know but I know there was definitely no no blood and I won't say that's everywhere because I only got married one place um, it was definitely not in Maryland um, that I had to do that but I I, I do usually think they cross check you know um, thing I, you would I would assume they cross check yeah right um, horse records but I wonder if they. Just if they're in different locations, state records, and if right. it was a different state, you might they might miss it, right? That's what I was thinking. But it's well, one of those. Well, don't you things also get like some kind of? You, I think you've mentioned it before. Like I don't want to say a divorce certificate, but some kind of proof that you're divorced, right? So if she doesn't yes. have that, I think she can assume that she's not divorced from the first person. 
Yes. Basically, yeah. If you're not sure if you're divorced from someone, you are not divorced from someone. All right. <laughs> yes, because you do get like a thing from the court that like has it filled out and it is filed in the court and it has the stamp on it and everything. Um, but like officially, the official like certificate of divorce, the official like thing that says you're divorced is actually kept at the courthouse. Oh, okay. Um, and so if somebody wants to really find it, they have to go and, you know, get the records from the clerk at the court to make sure. But mm. – and that's what it would do because I, you know, if I'm – if I was to get married again, I would – I wouldn't make them find it out. I would have to say, I'm sure there's a thing. Is that, have you been married before? Yes, I have. Like, yeah. when was your divorce finalized? It was here. Where was it? Where can we find that documentation? And I can show it. I tell them to them. But I think – I don't know. So I bet some places if they don't check – if they're taking people at their word about not being related, they might take people at their word and they're like, have you been married before? And you're just like, um, no. Well, I think if this were to happen in real life, what logically makes sense. Now, I don't know if this is legally what happens, but it just seems to me that the first marriage means that the second marriage is null and void. So – yes. Yes. She really only has to mm -hmm. divorce the first person and then she's not married to anyone. Probably yes. Yes. But that is something the lawyers would find out. But I don't know. Which name which name would you use if you were in that situation? At that point, I'm using my own name forever. <laughs> which 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 is good because there's no um criminal record associated with that. Name. Yeah. <laughs> That she is, did that say is that literally what Lisa said when Stan suggested using her maiden name, by the way. Yeah. That's why I said yeah. that. Oh, my goodness. Okay. So here's a thought that I had because Stan keeps on saying, you know, oh, Lisa's so attractive and I know she's just really self-conscious about things right now. So uh -huh. I get that. So Lisa is. So she's, she keeps on saying she looks like a boy. She's feeling self-conscious. So Stan is trying to, on the one hand – Tell her, like, listen, I don't care what you look like. It's you that I love and not your appearance. And there's no uh -huh. way. You'll always look beautiful to me. It doesn't matter, like, what has happened. Right. But then on the other hand, he's on buying her their stuff to pretty her up. Uh, so, yeah, I, I kind of get it. I do kind of get it of him being like, listen, I don't care what you look like. But if you don't like the way you look and you don't feel it right now, I want to make that – I want to make whatever option you need for you to feel comfortable and welcome. You take it. Like here's here's some things. And so not like – but I, it does kind of come across as, you know, I don't really care what you look like. But here's some makeup. Yeah. <laughs> maybe, maybe think about putting some of this on. Right. Like, and so it, it's a tight – it's a it tricky is. balance. It's a tricky thing. And I don't know if it Stan quite has the – um you know, the emotional intelligence to really pull it off of that, of trying to do what I think he's trying to do. Yes. To be like, I don't care what you look like, but since you are always telling me you look like a boy, clearly you do. So I want you to do what you want to do. But like, that kind of feels like that has to happen, not in the prison parking lot. Yeah. And more like, and more like, okay, I brought you home. If you would like to go out, like, Shopping to make to get the things that you want, get the makeup that you want, get the wigs that you want, get get what you need to make yourself, you know, look good. Then then I, I can I can I can help you out with that instead of just being like, oh man, you look pretty to me no matter what. Here's a wig, put this yeah. on. 
<laughs> I like long blonde hair. Wear this wig. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, exactly. Yeah, I put on hair. That is incredibly tough Nick, to navigate, right? Because what is really the right answer in this? Uh, but mm-hmm. I just also feel like from her perspective, like we haven't seen it yet, but I would feel like I'd be getting mixed signals. Like, yeah. say it's okay, but then you're telling me to wear this wig and here, put on this makeup. So, right. Yeah. And it, it would be one thing. I mean, I guess the, the more open, the better thing to do is communicate, right? And be yeah. like, hey, what what do you need when you get out of prison? What What is it you're going to want to put on? What is it what you're going to want to get into? And if it's, if it's a wig and makeup, then you can bring a wig and makeup. But if she doesn't mention the wig and makeup, then you don't bring those with you. Like, Yeah, yeah. All right, uh, moving on to Josh and Courtney. So it's the morning after their first night together, and we get to hear more about how Josh forgot how awesome sex was after 11 years, and how Courtney is a nerd in real life but a freak in the sheets. Courtney apparently had low expectations about the sex and said that the sex was way better than she thought it would be. Courtney is dressed up in her best bejeweled attire to make a steak dinner for Josh. She gets emotional as Josh thanks her for giving up her career and going to prison for their relationship. Courtney thinks it's worth it because she doesn't want much, but having someone to love her is more important than a job. Courtney's had a rough life as she shares with us that she was sexually abused by a family member when she was five. Josh appreciates all Courtney has done, and he loves her and will try to do whatever he can to make ends meet. He has plans to provide by getting a job doing landscaping. Courtney thinks Josh may have guilt over losing her uh, her job, but she says it was her decision. So, but, I shouldn't say so, but in return, mm-hmm. she wants him to put in the smallest amount of effort. All right. So, um, what do you think about the dynamic they're kind of setting up here where Josh, it's like, Josh is like indebted to Courtney. Yeah, I mean, that's never a good way to navigate a relationship um, with, you know, who owes who what mm-hmm. is not really a partnership at yeah. all. Yeah, um, So that's that's a little tricky, but at least, you know, to, to bright side it a little bit, at least they seem to be on the same page with that. Yeah. Right? Um, it's it, They're not like – it's not like – Josh is like, well, whatever. I'm just going to get out and do my thing. And, you know, and the thing. He, he really does feel like he owes her. And it's the part where, and which, which it seems like, okay, it's the part where she feels like he owes him, or at least she implies that. Mm-hmm. That's the part that's a little like, uh, like, I feel like relationships can work if you feel like, wow, this person has done a lot for me. I really need to step it up. That can work, but thinking like, wow, I did a lot for you. You need to step up. As soon as you're dictating the other person's behavior, that's when you get into trouble. Yeah. Um, Yeah, I definitely agree. Uh, So far, Courtney doesn't seem super demanding. It was a little weird that she just said like – because she just kind of threw it in at the end. She was like, you know, I just – I want him to put in some effort. It's like, okay – we don't really know when these interviews timeline wise of this show were, you know, done. So it could have been much later where maybe we see later that he doesn't put in the kind of effort, you know, but at least right now, he seems the most ambitious of anyone that's gotten out. Right. Oh, absolutely. Like he has a a job. job. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, He already knows, like he's already thinking about what am I good at? You know, mm-hmm. like, what can I get a job in? It's yeah. realistic, you yep. know? And so I'm just like, 
all right, is this the kind of effort you're talking about? And Courtney, just the way she comes off, she does come off as very eager to please and needy. And mm-hmm. so I could also see Courtney, you know, even though she says, you know, she just wants him to put in the smallest amount of effort. I could also see that as being very, very small, you know, like yeah, she doesn't know. expect so, a whole lot from right. him. So, I mean, so I think that I think they're my prediction for this couple is they're going to struggle to find the drama. I think they're actually going to yeah. be OK. Um, and, yeah. And, and, be, and part of that is because of the way they even tease this episode. Like mm-hmm. they teased her being like, I just wanted somebody to love me, which she was doing like as a happy tears after he said those things to her already. Yeah. And they kind of teased this like we're broken up, which she said as a joke after he said he wanted his steak well done. Like yeah. she was like, it's over. And they tried to make it sound like it's over. I just wanted somebody to love me. Like they tried to make yeah. it sound dramatic and neither of them were. So they're already kind of pulling these stupid tricks on us for that. So I could totally see – like her saying, I just want the minimum amount of effort from him as like something they might have interviewed before he got out of prison and was like, well, what are you looking for from him? She's like, well, I'm really just looking for the minimal amount of effort. Right, like, as right. Like, I'm not expecting much out of him right away um, because you're right. He seems super appreciative. He seems super into her. She seems super into him. Mm-hmm. And like he is ambitious. He has like a plan and his plan is not – I'm going to take this person for as much money as I can. Right. That seems to be other some of their other plans. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah, I have a feeling that they're going to be a bit boring, like in a positive way. Sure. You know, and they're kind of like a Brittany Marcelino, you know, best intentions yeah. on everyone's side. I think Brittany Marcelino, like a lot of their – and I wouldn't even say drama – but a lot of like their storyline really centered around them growing their family. So right, I can right, see right. that this would be a little bit more interesting if Courtney, if they decided, okay, we're going to start our family now. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I just don't think that is the best idea for Josh. No, um, no, no. He's no. so young. You know, like, okay, I know he's not young now, but when he went to prison, he's been in prison for 11 years. He was so young. You know, and to spend 11 years in prison, it's like I feel that you need to be an adult and really get a sense of self before you can really be a great parent. Totally. Yeah. yeah, A few years with a job, with a job in the relationship, you know, paying your bills, doing your things, figuring out what you want for an adult life because he's never thought about that before. Totally. Absolutely. And thankfully, we haven't heard Courtney be like, okay, we need to get to baby making right we now. We need to get babies you know, now. Babies right now. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah, sometimes right. you get well, that and, too. Because it, 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 was, it was similar to, and that's what we kind of talked about last time with like Quaylen, but, you know, Quaylen was expected to immediately come in and be, um, be father now immediately. Like, and so yeah. he, we at least don't have, I mean, maybe father to all those dogs because they had a oh, lot God, of dogs. Oh, God. They have so many dogs. I mean, we said this last week. I mean, maybe oh, Courtney just doesn't want to have more. kids. I was like, I yeah. kept saying, have we, have we seen that dog yet? Is that a new dog? Wait, there's okay. two German Shepherds? Yeah, what? I know. Because before you're like, okay, so there was one German Shepherd and I swear four other different breeds of dogs. Now there's two German yeah. Shepherds? Okay. What does that bring the dog count to? I think it's like at least six, right? Yes, I think, I think there's so. six different dogs we've seen. But who yes. knows? Where was that other German Shepherd before? So maybe there's more. Exactly. I was like, wow. I just, I, mean, I was trying to keep track of their dogs. So yeah. What I also appreciate about Josh versus now that we're bringing up something like a Quaylen situation, if we're going to like compare the two, is that the difference I think was that Quaylen, you know, he talked the talk. 
you know? But then when it really came down to it, he just wanted to do what he wanted to do. I don't think Josh did that. I don't think that anything Josh has said has been unrealistic or not something that he intended to do. And I also think that he's just, you know, he's not making these grand promises or, you know, telling her what it should be like. He's saying, okay, look, this is a job I think I can get. I think I have some experience with this. It's not this grand idea. Well, I'm just going to try a bunch of stuff out and see what kind of fits on me. He's like, no, I'm going to – I have a plan. Like, yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do the land. And he might try that and like go to something else. But it's not like he's just like, well, I'm just going to kind of like let and see what the universe is going to tell me. On the other difference too is they're already married. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. She's not desperate for that ring like uh, right. Chevelle was. Right. Totally. Totally. All right. So that brings us to our last couple and that is Rachel and Doug. So Rachel finally makes the call to the parole officer and packs a cooler full of baloney and non-alcoholic beer, two of the bees, to go pick up Doug. <laughs> She's got the house all cleared out, you know, with, from, from Dougie and everybody else for all the crazy sex she's planning on having with him. And she calls on the way because she's going to stay at a hotel closer to the prison the night before. And he starts to freak out about the rules of parole officers set, even like going full Karen and asking to speak to the manager for a new officer. <laughs> So anyway, next up, Rachel is getting ready to actually go to the prison from her hotel room. She's wearing – well, she says she's wearing what he requested, a conservative dress with no panties. This is – and they get there and this one's kind of like curbside pickup in COVID. Like she kind of calls from the car and waits for the officer to come out to deliver Doug. And anyway, the CO fakes her out a few times before Doug actually comes out. They do a lot of making out and are both anxious to do a lot more. At this point, we hear from Doug the first time. And he says he said he started getting into petty crime at 12. It was incarcerated for the first time at 17. So he's only been out like for literally 40 days in between those between that first time. And it was he was out for 40 days and he kind of, you know, made up some story or had some story about like getting I got back in and it wasn't my fault, of course. Anyway, he immediately cuts the baloney with a credit card <laughs> and then shows off and eats a, eats some of it because the just the tip is the best part, apparently. Oh, God. And he shows off his new ankle monitor before they pull away. They also get the commercial segment. And Doug is trying to catch up on the technology and trends he missed from prison, like selfies. <laughs> he said he hasn't been great with social media in the past and tells us a uh, story about how one time he accidentally tried to DM somebody but instead made a public post about having an STD. Oh, God. <laughs> so- <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, uh, given all that, what are you, what are your first impressions of Doug? Um, he doesn't seem as scary as he's come off sure. from before. You right. know, like, uh, we've seen him that way on the phone. So, I don't know. I'm just waiting for this train wreck to get started. Right. Waiting for the first thing that's going to, that she's going to do or forget to do yeah. or mess up that's going to make him that start he's screaming melt like down. a crazy person. Yeah. yeah exactly. Yeah. But um, yeah, I thought his his baloney and the, the the STD thing. I mean, that's whew. yeah. He doesn't seem like the brightest person. Like, I mean, even uh-huh. how he broke into the baloney, he bit into the baloney package to get it open. Right. I mean, I and that's then also ripped the paper Rachel. Apart. So the thing is, is that Rachel seems like at first glance, she seems like she's smart. But, like, the mm-hmm. more you hear from her and the more she talks, you're like, oh, no, you're pretty dumb. Like, Yeah. 
Uh, guys, did she bring anything to cut the bologna with? Did she bring a knife to, or scissors to open the package with? No, that's why he had to bite it open. Right. Um, I think she kind of knows that she's dumb because <laughs> she even says, you know, like, oh, I'm making a decision with my heart because obviously I'm not making it with my head. And she yeah. said, you know, it's just like. What's wrong with you? If you know that and you still make these dumb decisions, I don't know. I think that in a way makes you dumber. At least the dumb people don't know they're being dumb. Yeah, that's true. That's true. You, like, you know better. You know you know better. You expressed that you know better. And still, yet here we are. Yet nevertheless, here we are. Yeah. Oh, goodness. Uh. Okay, so the reason why also, kind of going back, uh, why I think Doug is – the way he is with Rachel, it's very, very clear that he does not like to have to follow any kind of rules. And that's yes. why he freaked out over the parole officer rules, which I didn't think was all that unreasonable. No. Like, you're on parole. Like, what What did you expect? Like, free for all, check in with a call yeah, every, was, like, week? Yeah, it was, it was basically like, oh, you can pretty much – be out of the house during work hours, but other yeah. than that, you got to be in the house. Like, yeah. With your ankle monitor. That actually seems what I would – like more or less what I would expect. Right. And and I, he was like, well, how am I supposed to go out drinking with people? And it's like, you're not because you're on parole. Yeah. <laughs> That's how it works. Oh, my goodness. And if it really but, matters, like just bring the party to your house. Like, you know. Right. And it was like – it was. I mean it just seemed really clear too. He was like, well, I got to get a new thing. That Those are ridiculous. They're probably not the officer's rules. The officer no. doesn't make them up on the fly. And it's like, yeah. well, give me one who's not – who's less of an asshole. Like that's not going to work. Um, but like, yeah, he just doesn't – it already seems to not have a way of accepting the things that – you know, because we all have to do that. Everybody in life has to do that. Well, that's dumb, yeah. but I guess I'm doing it. These are it. the rules. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Rachel's also kind of weird that way because she was like, well, we're going to be following the rules. I'm going to make him. It's like, I thought the yeah. whole like basis of your relationship was you always listening to him. Right. So how is that going to work when all of a sudden you're like, these are the rules. You're going to have to follow them. Yeah. She's has shown no capacity so far for influencing him at all no like, i don't i don't understand when she said well i'm gonna make him follow the rules that didn't sound like something she is capable of at all no she's not like physically or emotionally you know right because yeah. he just doesn't seem to care the same way no no it's like i don't know but they because i just feel like the other thing she does too is they keep she she's the girl that talks about sex all the time right yeah. and we have like because it's Certainly something they try to get out of this show, but it's like weird, especially the way she does it because, you know, she has that Debbie Downer look that she always has. It's just yeah. like, well, I guess we have the house empty for all the crazy sex we're going to have. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like, and so it's like, it's really weird, like what she's saying compared with like her, like really, you know, way of saying everything. Oh, my gosh. I was so thankful to learn at the end of their segments that she actually was wearing panties, even though, like, yes. she was instructed not to. Because there were some things where I'm like, oh, like, I just don't want to know that you're not wearing panties when you're, like, like that. And he's, like, grabbing at you and, you know, well, I like. Mean, I didn't like the fact that he was like, I thought I told her not to wear panties. It's like, wait, so did she say that to him or did he find out some other way? Because we don't need to know that but okay but that whole thing 
actually disturb me because the, mm-hmm. the that that way of of going about the way he was like, what do you want me to wear? I want you to wear something very conservative, mm-hmm. but also no panties. Was very much to me like what I want from you is I want you to not be attractive to anyone else, just me, only me. Uh, you know, I want you to turn <laughs> off everybody else, but I want to have easy access to what I want to have that easy access to. You know, and it's like it, it, it it's a kind of a double controlling thing, right? That that mm-hmm. that that puts it out. It just seems like I don't know of all the things he could have asked her to wear, that one just seemed specifically red flagish. That's interesting. I hadn't thought of it that way, but yeah, I can definitely see that. And yes, it is very concerning. <laughs> okay, so um, that about covers our five for the week. Uh, yep. I think we have one more we haven't seen, but we're only on episode three, so it's not too late to hear from them later. Yeah. It's likely that they had less time uh, on the outside, which is oh, yeah, why we're not last seeing time, them. Last time last time that happened was uh, What's-Her-Face and What's-His-Face, Dylan and... Uh, oh, Dylan and Heather. Oh, goodness. Yeah. yeah they were yeah. Like out for like three days and it was done. Right, right. <laughs> Uh, so speaking of which, and I say speaking of which because my student of the week actually very much reminds me of Dylan, which hopefully he will not break my heart like Dylan had broke my heart going back to prison. <laughs> but right. uh, my student of the week is Josh, and he's just so – he seems like such a nice guy. He seems right. genuinely appreciative and of what Courtney has done for him, and he says it, right? A lot of these go- guys and gals – seem really entitled when they come out, you know, yes, but he just, totally he yep. genuinely is appreciative. He has plans of how he can contribute, like realistic plans. And, you know, he's planning on getting a job of something that, you know, he's, he's fine with the idea of him taking care of her now since she's taking care of him so far. So right. soon in the week sure. for me, it's Josh. Sure. So I went with uh, Ray's grandma. I really liked yeah. her because I like I like the grandmas that uh, just say what they think all the time. Oh, because yeah, that's they're part great. of the perks of being the grandma, right? Yeah, and like, yeah. Especially the part when she was like, just like, listen, I'm I'm here because it's my grandson who's in prison. What are you here for? Like, why right. are you here? <laughs> why would you want to date someone in prison? I know, right? I'm worried. I'm worried that my my yeah, I I, I could totally see that of being that you know kind of. I'd never be a part of a club that would have me as a member type thing. Like, listen, I love my grandson and I don't want I don't want him to be in a relationship with anybody that would look for somebody in prison because there's something wrong there. Oh, goodness. All right. Um, what about your dunce? I went with Nicole. I did like, too. Just she's uh, it's super transparent, like what she's doing. And it's just it's not it's not fair to anybody. It, it, it's just it's just mean. It's just mean and it's just bad. So, yeah, Nicole. Yeah, I agree. Um, yeah, it's like be upfront. Okay, so even with her thing, like what she ended with, she's like, "Well, I'm not married. I can have fun. I have like lots of my life to live." Like to me, fine. There, I mean, there's nothing you, wrong yeah. with what you said, but yep. to be untruthful about it, where you're all not on the same page, and you're, you know, one person thinks you're being exclusive, while the other, you know, other is just kind of doing whatever. Like that's what makes it not fair. So yeah, yeah you're young. You, you know, you can love someone, but you need to tell them like what you define, like how you're going to treat them. Yes. So, yeah. Totally. Like every. Yeah. Everything she said was right, except for the part where it was like, yeah, but everything she said was fine. 
you know, mm-hmm. except not everybody works that way, but that's fine. Right. Yeah. To be like, I'm young. I want to try one of two other things just because I'm in love with somebody doesn't mean I can't, you know, kick yep. it with somebody else. All great. Does Deontay know? Yeah. If he doesn't, then you're not, then everything you said is true, but not the relevant part of what you're doing wrong here. Right. Exactly. All right. Uh, what about your life lesson? So this one goes to um, Brittany and Ray's family. So mm-hmm. it, my just part of etiquette is whoever obtained the car is the driver unless otherwise specified by them. Right? <laughs> so especially in Brittany's case, because she rented a car and then Ray's dad was just like, all right, I guess I'll be the chauffeur. It's like, no, you're not on the rental car. Yeah. Are, if that car gets in a wreck, Brittany is paying for that car. Yeah, yeah. I know it's it's one of those things where you want to have trust in the other person, like if something were to happen that they would pay for it. But she doesn't know these people. She doesn't know that no. they'll follow through with something and like it's just, that. It's just super presumptuous to be like, I'm driving. Like what, I drove the car here. It's my car. Why would why would you drive? That just seems yeah. so weird. Yeah, so definitely. Weird. Yeah. Uh, so my life lesson is uh, geared towards Brittany. Apparently, she has a lot to learn this week. Um, <laughs> if you can't trust your partner enough to not check their accounts and you're not assertive enough to ask them about what your concerns are or confront them or then, you know, trust that they're going to be truthful about what they actually say to you, then you probably need to not be in a relationship with this person. Yeah. Right. That's true. I mean, I feel I get the I get the impression that Brittany probably shouldn't be in a relationship with anybody because I don't know yeah. if there's anybody she probably wouldn't check yeah. up on, which means she has a lot of <laughs> things to yeah. fix first. Work. Yeah, she she's a lot of work on herself. Absolutely. Yeah. All right. So uh, just getting started with this group. And yep. yeah. All yeah, right, so. so we'll be back next week to discuss uh, any of their sh- shenanigans. I think we see that Lisa actually gets out. Yep. Um, yep. And then mm. when Lisa gets out, everyone will be – oh, and Ray. We don't know what happened with we, Ray. Yeah, we don't know when Ray is actually for real getting out instead of just a fake out. So we'll find yeah. – hopefully we'll find out what happened with that because right. that seems like a weird cliffhanger to leave it on for a while. Yeah. So those are our last two that we're waiting to get out of prison. So it looks like we may see that next week. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Okay. Sounds good. All right. All right. Okay. See you then. See everybody then. Bye-bye. Bye.